Hi, and welcome to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. This is Ray Dev, your host, REMAX Eastside Brokers, here in the Seattle Bellevue area. Hope you had a great week. We're going to offer some more informative tips on buying and selling residential real estate. If you hear any paper shuffling and stuff, it's not me scrambling for notes. It's just I'm just moving things out of my way. And sadly, I, I do two or three things at a time. So I'll try to keep my happy feet from dancing all over the place this week. In any event, I thought today's discussion, we would talk about building inspections. What are they? What the expectations are? Should a buyer do a building inspection when they buy a house or condominium? slash townhome? Should a seller do a, an inspection prior to putting the home on the market? Should you do pre-inspections? Should you waive the inspection? So all of those are subject to a, a few market conditions. We've seen in the past couple of years and in a very aggressive seller's market where the sellers, because they had so many offers to consider, would choose offers that where the buyers may have waived the building inspection, essentially buying the home as is. Even though the seller has a duty to disclose any material defects about the property and the seller's agent has the same duty to uh, declare or disclose anything that they see that might be a material defect, should one rely on that information and waive a building inspection? If you're one of my buyer clients, I would say, no, I do not recommend it. There could be all kinds of issues that could come up. I mean, most buyer, most sellers, excuse me, do not get in the attic. They don't get in the crawl space. They don't walk around the exterior of the home to see what deficiencies are taking place with the exterior of the home. The roof, roof vents, plumbing vents, crawl space issues, whether it's pest, mice, rats, squirrels, if there's water in the crawl space, there's cracked foundations, there's a list of things that could come up. And as a buyer, if you waive the building inspection, you're basically saying you accept whatever is going wrong with the house. And I just don't think it's a good practice to get into. I understand if you're competing with 10, 15, 20 offers, you got to scratch your head twice about it. But just know if, if I'm representing you, we're going to have a long discussion about why you should not wave a building inspection. Now, if we're in a typical real estate market, which is, we kind of are now as of this date, July 2019, in so much that there is inventory in the market, there's more choices, some homes are selling quickly, most of them are not, they're on the market for a little while. So I strongly recommend making sure that you have the offer subject to a building inspection. So what should you look for in that building inspection? Well, a good building inspector, depending on the size of the home, could take anywhere from two to four to five hours. And they're gonna go from the top of the home to the bottom, in the attic, in the crawl space, they're gonna walk around the perimeter of the home. And they're looking for structural components. Yes, you might get an inspection report that says there's a chip in the sink and the carpet's a little worn out, or the formica is outdated. Those are cosmetic issues. Those are not structural issues. We're looking for things that would be structurally challenges after you move in the home, like the furnace isn't working, the air conditioning's not working, the, there's water in the crawl space, there's no vapor barrier in the crawl space. The roof, the furnace, the hot water tanker, all at the end of their 
life cycle. The electrical panel is way outdated or there's been a recall on the electrical panel. Somebody's been into the electrical panel and put in the wrong breakers or fuses. What do you do if you buy a home that still has knob and tube wiring with fuses? How do you address that? So what I try to coach my buyers are let's look for the structural defects and let's ask the seller to address those. Let's not get caught up in the cosmetic issues. Those are not really all that relevant. A building inspection should not be designed to try to find a way to renegotiate with the seller. That's not what its intent was. And I would hope as a client of mine that you wouldn't try to use it as that vehicle. Certainly you have the ability, once you get the inspection report, to say, hey, I'm no longer interested in the property. You can disapprove the property just say, I hereby disapprove the building inspection, and you can walk away. Or you can go in there and ask the seller and say, hey, look, we'll approve this subject to you making these repairs. So with that said, I got a notice from the Washington Association of Realtors, and they talked about some of our new forms and the form changes that we have. In a purchase and seller agreement, you're going to have as part of one of your conditions is a form called the inspection contingency, and that's on NWMLS form number 35. And that's where we're going to tell the seller that we're buying the home subject to a building inspection. Now, once we do the building inspection, we have to respond to that seller on the notice that either we approve or disapprove or disapprove with the seller agreeing to make repairs uh, to the home based upon the information in the inspection report. We have to do that by a certain deadline that's set out in the contract. However, the new person seller agreements has this clause in it. So consider this, whether you're working with me or working with someone else, when you go to respond on the inspection report. It says here the inspection addendum and the pre-inspection addendum form 35P, which means the seller's granted you permission to inspect the home prior to you making an offer now prohibit buyer from delivering a copy of the buyer's inspection report to seller unless seller request. Any seller request should be in writing so the buyer broker can prove later that seller made the request. If buyer's inspection report is provided to seller without seller requesting it, buyer will be in breach and subject to potential damages claimed from the seller. My take on this new contract form is once the seller is notified of things that need to be done at the house, they have a duty to disclose by doing a, another seller property disclosure form, R Form 17, to amend that form to disclose any new conditions that were discovered since they filled out that form. Now, there may be several items on that inspection report, but you're only asking for two or three of them. So the sellers don't want to know what everything else is in that report. Let's just address the items that you want fixed. So we've got to pay close attention to that form as we pursue asking seller to make any repairs. Now, with regards to building inspectors and inspections, it's always best to talk to two or three building inspectors to get a sense if they're the type of inspector that you would like have do an inspection on your home. I know from many building inspections that the building inspectors are not going out to the home to try to tear it apart, nor are they trying to sell fear to buyers or sellers of what, what's happening in the home. The building inspector's role is solely to go out and look at the condition of the home 
and make comments and suggestions based upon what they notice and what they think needs to be addressed. If you hire a building inspector and he's also trying to bid on those repairs, in my opinion, you have the wrong building inspector. That is not an impartial point of view. You want a building inspector that's going to give you an impartial point of view and then go take that inspection report and go hire the experts in plumbing, electrical, roofing, foundation, whatever the issue is, and have those experts tell us what really needs to be done, if it really is an issue, and what's it going to cost to get it repaired. And once we have that information, we can go to the seller and say, this is what we need. Or the seller can get the information, come back and say, this is what we're willing to take care of. On the flip side, as a seller, I know most sellers, they don't like building inspectors because they assume that the building inspector is there to tear their house apart. And that is not the role of the building inspector. They don't take that mindset, at least not the ones I've worked with, whether they come from another real estate agent that's representing a buyer or ones that I've uh, contacted and my buyers have agreed to work with, they never approach it that way. They just methodically go through the house to see what is the state of the home now? What are the things that would be a major red flag that someone needs to look at? There's so many components to a home that we all need to be aware of it. So once again, interview two or three building inspectors. Choose one that can come out and do the inspection in a timely fashion. They can get the report to you and to your real estate agent in a timely fashion so that you can meet the deadlines within the purchase and sell agreement. And then you decide how you want to respond to that inspection. Now, when you get the inspection, chances are you're going to think the house is falling apart. We send whatever parts of that inspection to the seller, and they're going to sadly assume that the building inspector is trying to tear the house apart. The nice thing about building inspections these days is they all come with pictures of what they found. So there's no denying that a condition exists or did exist at one point maybe it's been rectified so when we send this off to the seller the seller's agent if they're coached properly if they're being coached by me and i'm representing the seller in this transaction then i'm going to ask my sellers to focus on just the structural issues only address the items that really need to be taken care of that could be the structural integrity is at risk or it's a safety issue like loose wiring, like maybe there's a bee's nest above one of the bedrooms. Uh, maybe the vents for the plumbing out of the bathroom are not connected, so therefore it's dumping all this moisture into your attic area, which could create a potential mold issue. So my job as a seller's agent is have them see through and look at just the structural elements that need to be addressed. As a buyer's agent, it's the same way. I'm going to coach you to look at the structural elements to know what we need to ask the seller to fix. So hopefully I did a, a reasonably good job of explaining the inspection process. If you're a seller, I would encourage you to seriously consider doing an inspection prior to you putting the home on the market. In so much that it'll tell you what needs to be addressed, but once you do that, you have to disclose in the property disclosure form what you found out. And the other part of that is, even though you paid for a building inspection, the buyer doesn't have an obligation to accept your building inspection. 
In fact, from my experience, most buyers don't want your building inspection because they feel like you might have some undue influence on that building inspector, so they'll go out and get their own building inspection anyway. So it's a discussion we should have. I would probably lean more towards waiting for a buyer to come to the buy the home and make the offer subject to a building inspection. But if you as a seller feel that there are some items that you need to have addressed, then by all means, let's do a building inspection, pay for it, and let's address those major structural defects that they they might find. And then get them repaired, and then we can disclose that on the seller's property disclosure form, saying, yeah, we found these items, but we fixed them, and we have receipts, or we've got pictures to show that it was fixed correctly. So those are some of the challenges with dealing with building inspections. I encourage you to approach it best you can knowing that a building inspector is not trying to tell you the home needs to be tore down or not trying to tear apart a seller's house. That's not who they are. That's not what they do. As a real estate agent, we do our best to help everyone walk through that condition so they understand what the issues are and what can be done to minimize those issues or minimize maybe the repairs to make sure that any repairs requested are done in a timely manner, done to according to current building standards, and at a cost that's fully acceptable to, to everyone involved. With that, thanks for visiting me again this week. This is Ray Dove, Remax Eastside Brokers here in the Seattle Bellevue, Washington market. You're certainly welcome to call me or text me at 425-681-8630 or email me at raydoveremax at gmail.com. More than happy to take your suggestions or comments. If you got a topic that you'd like me to address, feel free to let me know and I'll do my best uh, to address it in one of our future podcasting. My next week's topic is going to be about real estate forms and some of the different forms that have come out that have changed. So when you're buying or selling real estate, you'll at least know what forms to look for and you'll better understand the forms and how to address them when you're sitting down with me or your real estate agent. Once again, Ray Dove, Remax Eastside Brokers, have a great week. Thanks for listening.